Know the top stories of the day. Understand the issues that matter. This is Manila Bulletin News on Web. Your quick rundown of top news in the country and around the world. Manila Bulletin, celebrating 120 years of timely stories and timeless truths. Be fully informed. Hi, I'm Barbie Atienza. This is MB Now, and here are your news on web. The Metro Manila Council is set to announce today, July 14, its recommended quarantine status for the National Capital Region from July 16 onwards to the Interagency Task Force for the Management of Emerging Infectious Diseases. Paranaque City Mayor Edwin Olivares, also the chairman of the MMC, said Metro Manila Development Authority Chairman Benar Abolos will announce a decision of the Metro Manila mayors on the next quarantine status for the NCR. He said Metro Manila is currently under the general community quarantine with certain restrictions until July 15. Olivares said that even if the number of COVID-19 cases in the metropolis are decreasing, Metro mayors still cannot afford to let their guards down. The Okta Research Group revealed that the average number of new COVID-19 cases in NCR from July 6 to July 12 was 2% lower than the previous week. The group also reported that the reproduction number in NCR was recorded at 0.93 over the same period. A reproduction number of 1 or higher is an indication of the continuous transmission of the virus. Vaccine czar Carlito Galvez Jr. expressed confidence that there will be a more fair and impartial distribution of COVID-19 vaccines in each region this month as an additional 1 million doses of Coronavac jabs made by Chinese vaccine manufacturer Sinovac Biotech were delivered this morning, July 14. Galvez, also the chief implementer of the National Task Force Against COVID-19, witnessed the arrival of the vaccines and disclosed that most of the jabs will be used for the second dose inoculation of its recipients. He noted that the newly delivered vaccines will be distributed in areas outside the NCR where cases are surging. However, local government units in Visayas and Mindanao have been calling on Galvez to bring more vaccines in provinces and cities outside the capital region since the cases there were already on a downward trend. The latest shipment was part of the total 26 million doses of Sinovac vaccines that were procured by the government from China this year. Since February, Sinovac Biotech already delivered 13 million doses of its vaccines to the country. These include 11.1 million doses that were procured by the national government, 900,000 doses that were brought or bought by the private sector and LGUs, and 1 million doses that were donated by China. This month, an additional 6.5 million doses of Sinovac jabs will arrive in the country in three batches, with a recent delivery, the total vaccine supply rose to 21,779,910 doses. 
The Philippines, the Commission on Elections, or COMELEC, is considering to only allow one voter at a time in each polling precinct on May 9, 2022. COMELEC spokesperson James Jimenez disclosed this during the forum organized by the House Committee on People's Participation Tuesday, July 13. He quickly clarified this as just one of the range of possibilities that the poll body is exploring to ensure a safe conduct of the 2022 national and local elections. Unlike the previous elections where at least 10 voters are allowed inside polling centers, Jimenez said they would allow only one. Jimenez said the total number of people in voting precincts might be limited to just five. Three would be of the electoral board, while only one watcher will be allowed. Jimenez, however, acknowledged that the one-voter-at-a-time scenario also poses challenges not only for the COMELEC but also for voter educators and civil society groups. Due to the reduced capacity in polling precincts, casting of votes might take longer, he said, noting that the voters have to decide on 34 positions contested by at least 20,000 candidates. The COMELEC earlier said it would extend voting hours since it is un highly unlikely to implement a multi-day elections due to restrictions in existing laws and security concerns. Aside from reducing capacity, the poll official said the COMELEC will also be implementing substantial control measures to prevent the spread of COVID-19. Cloudy skies with scattered rain showers and thunderstorms will continue to affect parts of the country in the next 24 hours due to the prevalence of a low-pressure area east of eastern Visayas this morning, July 14. The Philippine Atmospheric Geophysical and Astronomical Services Administration, or PAGASA, estimated the location of the LPA at 20 kilometers east-northwest of Katarman, northern summer, around 3 a.m. Senior Weather Specialist Chris Perez said the LPA may bring rains over Oriental Mindoro, Occidental Mindoro, Marinduque, Romblon, Palawan, Albay, Catanduanes, Camarines Norte, Camarines Sur, Sorsogon, Masbate, and Visayas. Perez said the LPA will likely dissipate within 12 to 24 hours. Meanwhile, Metro Manila and the rest of the country will have warm and humid weather conditions with a chance of isolated rain showers due to localized thunderstorms. Pagasa also advised the public to remain vigilant against flash floods or landslides that may occur during severe thunderstorms. Here is a roundup of news in and around Metro Manila. Let's watch these reports. The Las Piñas City Government Inspection and Certification Team has already inspected 149 business establishments around the city. Out of the evaluated establishments, 118 have already been awarded with safety seal certification for passing the checklist in the implementation of health and safety protocols to prevent spread of COVID-19. 31 business establishments that were inspected and evaluated still need to comply before they will be awarded with safety seal certification. Mayor Imelda Aguilar said the seal is valid for six months and can be renewed renewed, revoked, or reinstated based on the finding of the committee. 
The Montenegro City government has further eased the rules on the sale and consumption of liquor and other intoxicating drinks in the city. Mayor Jaime Fresnedi signed Ordinance 2021-246 which now allows the sale and consumption of liquor and alcoholic beverages all day except during curfew hours from midnight to 4 a.m. Business establishments that will violate the ordinance will be meted with following penalties, closure of one week for the first offense, and revocation of business permit for the second. Sellers and buyers who violate the ordinance will be fined 2000 for the first offense and 5000 for the second offense. Pasay City Mayor Emi Calixto Robiano believes that one of the best ways to defeat COVID-19 is by pursuing an active, healthy, and clean lifestyle. In line with this, Robiano inaugurated the Pasay Linear Park in District 2 that will benefit at least three barangays. Robiano said under the program Pasayahina Pasayenos, the Pasay Linear Park was designed as a place where families and friends can meet, bond, and catch up with each other. The mayor said the Linear Park will be an avenue for relaxation, enjoyment, and even business opportunities for the rest of Pasay City. Now let's take a look at the latest news in other parts of the country. Here are the details. The Pambansang Lakas ng Kilusang Mamalakaya ng Pilipinas or Pamalakaya urged the Department of Environment and Natural Resources to deny the environmental permit of the Dumaguete Reclamation Project over its environmental and socioeconomic impacts. Pamalakaya said in a statement that the DNR should seriously take into account the sentiments of scientists, environmentalists, and communities who oppose the 174-hectare reclamation project. They cited the potentially devastating impacts of the reclamation project on the marine environment, coastal communities, and local fish supply. Meanwhile, the Kabataan para sa Karapatan Negros Oriental also said that local fishermen also noticed a decline in catch since the beginning of the project. With the COVID-19 cases rising again, residents of Cebu City were urged to lobby for a steady supply of vaccines. Councillor Joel Garganera, head of the city's Emergency Operations Center, said ramping up the vaccination drive will greatly help the city contain the spread of the virus. With a population of almost 1 million people, the city is still far from achieving herd immunity. Only 8.3% are fully vaccinated. The city is expecting the arrival of vaccines by next week, including vaccine donations from the United States of America. The city government of Davao will still require inbound flight passengers to show a negative RT-PCR test result even as local government units were given the prerogative by the IATF to utilize the vaccination card as an alternative to travel testing requirements. The city has been implementing City Ordinance No. 0477-21, known as an ordinance providing for mandatory testing prior to entry into Davao City via the Davao International Airport. City Mayor Sara Duterte said the RT-PCR negative test requirement is still necessary since even those who are fully vaccinated can still be infected by COVID-19. For the updates from around the world, here is that report. United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres said on Tuesday that 11 billion doses are needed to vaccinate 70% of the world to end the COVID-19 pandemic. The UN chief said that a global vaccination gap threatens us all because as the virus mutates, it could become even more transmissible or even more deadly. Guterres said the world needs a global vaccination plan to at least double the production of the vaccines, ensure equitable distribution through COVAX, coordinate implementation and financing and support national 
National Immunization Programs. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration updated its warning labels Monday for the Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 vaccine to include information about the observed increased risk of rare neurological disorder called Guillain-Barr syndrome or GBS. Based on analysis of federal vaccine safety monitoring system, officials have identified 100 preliminary reports of GBS after approximately 12.5 million doses administered. Of these reports, 95 of them were serious and required hospitalization. There was one reported death. Pope Francis continues to recover and will return home as soon as possible from hospital following surgery on his colon, the Vatican said on Tuesday. The 84-year-old pontiff was admitted to Rome's Gemelli Hospital on July 4 after suffering from a type of diverticulitis, an inflammation of pockets that develop in the lining of the intestine. The Vatican initially said he would be in the hospital for about a week and the Pope led the Angelus prayer from his hospital window on Sunday. On Monday, Bruni said he would stay for a few more days. Now for the latest news in showbiz, let's watch this. Star builder and director Johnny Manahan, known to fans as Mr. M, is now officially a Capuso. GMA Network appointed him as consultant to the GMA Artist Center, the network's talent arm. Mr. M expressed his happiness with the decision, saying that he was actually thinking of retiring but GMA called him up and made an offer. He added that he really is happy to be at GMA. Mr. M also revealed that he worked for GMA during martial law and he feels that now that he is back, he has gone full circle. As to what exactly he is going to do as a consultant, Mr. M shared that the main goal is to develop new breed of artists in GMA and that he plans to work with the GMA Artist Center team and see what needs to be worked on, what needs to be improved in terms of styling, imaging, marketing, and work together to achieve that goal. Now for the latest news from Manila Bulletin's sports section. Let's check this out. Powerlifter Aishel Gion became the sixth Filipino athlete to qualify to the Tokyo Paralympics next month after earning a berth through bipartite approval. Gion is a three-time silver medalist at the Asian Para Games, winning it in 2010, 2014, and 2018 editions. She also competed at the 2012 London Olympics and placed sixth in the women's 44kg category. With Guillaume's qualification, the country has surpassed the number of qualified Pinoy athletes at the 2016 Rio Para Games where five athletes competed in Brazil. In today's Tech Talk, Manila Bulletin's Tech News editor Art Samaniego shows us the newest portable Bluetooth speaker from JBL. Let's watch this. Whichever part of your house you're working or studying, sometimes a little music can help you get into the mood of working or studying. That's why portable and high-quality Bluetooth speakers are popular nowadays. Today, we check out JBL's newest wireless speaker, the JBL Charge 5. Hi, I'm Art Samaniego and welcome to another episode of Tech Talk. This latest wireless speaker from the JBL Charge series maintains the impressive sound performance JBL is known for. 
JBL Charge 5 comes with a separate tweeter, dual passive radiators, and a deep bass that delivers professional and impressive sound. There's nothing much to say about its performance as it delivers what is expected with a sound device from JBL. Perfection! Its 8.8x3.8x3.7-inch speaker has a silicon bumper that is built to survive whatever crazy action you choose to do. It's also IP67 rated, so you are guaranteed that it's water and dustproof. Its Bluetooth 5.1 connects quickly to your phone and there's no need to install any apps. But if one charge speaker is not enough for you, you can pair it with another Charge 5 speaker and select JBL speakers. On the top panel of the Charge 5 are the main control buttons. From left to right is the pairing mode to pair it with another speaker. Volume down button, power button, Bluetooth button, volume up, and the pause and play buttons. Up front is the JBL logo and underneath is the power indicator. At the back, you will find its Type-C port specifically for charging and next to it is a USB-A port built specially to charge your mobile devices. The JBL Charge 5 packs a 7500mAh battery, perfect to juice up your phone and play your favorite tunes all day. In fact, JBL boasts that the JBL Charge 5 can actually play music for about 20 hours. So despite its small body, it can fill your room with clear, high-quality music, perfect for your work-from-home setup or even while in quarantine. And that is Tech Talk for this week. Join us again next week for more tech updates. This is Art Samaniego and this is Tech Talk. Be fully informed. That speaker simply exemplifies the saying, great things come in small packages. And those are the news on web today, July 14, 2021. For more news and details, get your copy of the Manila Bulletin newspaper tomorrow, or you can log on to www.mb.com.ph, or you may also subscribe to our newsletter through the link on this video's caption to have the day's latest news delivered right into your inbox. I am Barbie Atienza from Manila Bulletin. Join us again tomorrow. This has been MB Now. Be fully informed.